This is Utah Jazz Playoff Basketball on the Zone Sports Network. The Utah Jazz went to Memphis and did exactly what a one seed should do. Late in games, they closed out victories. Now leading the series three games to one, they return home for Game 5 on Wednesday. A 7.30 tip-off with pregame show starting at 6.30 on the Zone Sports Network. When the Jazz take the court in the NBA playoffs, you'll hear every moment on the zone. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Every day on The Big Show. What? Gordon and Jake want to keep you up to date on all the action, all the newsmakers, and all the big opinions on The Zone Sports Network. This is What's Going On. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time for What's Going On, brought to you by Zero Res. When I get the carpets and tile cleaned, it's never just clean. It's zero res clean, and I won't have it any other way. Just $33 per room clean. You deserve the best. You deserve zero res. Schedule with zero res today. You ready for what's going on, Gordon? Yes, I am. Let's start with David and Pat. This morning talked about who the best basketball player to play at a Utah school is. PK posted earlier on our Facebook page, Damian Lillard's the best NBA player to come out of a Utah college. How could anybody argue? And many people did not. Jim, no question. No argument. Dallin, damn straight. He's a clutch player. Probably the best I've seen. Yeah, but see, I didn't say that uh, Danny Ainge was the best pro to come out. I said he was the best college player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Two different things. Yes. You phrased it carefully. That's what you're doing. Now, Lillard at the NBA level, and this is as fresh as last night, so obviously you have immediacy bias when he's draining threes left and right. Jeez, my goodness. And carrying his team when everybody else on his team literally sucks and can't do it. Literally can't make one basket, most of them. They were 1 of 19, you said? Yep. Uh, so He was 6 of 8 and scored the last 17 yeah. points. Everybody else went 1 for 19. Pretty doggone impressive. And he's a smaller dude, so you know he's not right at the bucket. It's all stuff in the from, in this case, was threes. And he has that uh, reputation, well-deserved, because of the fact that he's made so many of those uh, but if you're just going strictly on NBA if you're going on Pro Bowl I think you gotta give it to Jimmer what are you doing if you were going on Pro Bowl what are you talking about cause you're gonna define China as Pro Bowl and he's if you're getting paid China. that's Pro Bowl yes yeah so put all the Duke guys in college when they're getting paid Hey, oh, <laughs> pro ball. <laughs> Cherokee or, Parks, where are you? DeAndre Ayton and take a pay cut to go to the Suns, huh? <laughs> so, if you just go, if you want to be snobbish and just go exclusively NBA. Yes, that's the thing what most people want to do. Okay, well, I'm inclusive, buddy. So, if you just want to stick to your league, then I think you go Lillard 1, Chambers 2. 
So we have a lot of people. Lance says, honestly, a better thread would be who's singing best behind Damien. And we've got multiple people here. A lot of them go Chambers 2, but there's quite a few of them are going Ainge number 2. But I think they're 2-3. Uh, really? Now, we got some, like Aaron, uh, he's got Andre Miller 3, Mel Hutchins 4, yeah, Danny Ainge 5. Shouldn't Andre Miller get serious run? He should get run, but I don't think he can catch Lillard, Chambers, and Ainge. Really? Shouldn't Van Horn be in that mix? He should be. He didn't have a long career. He stepped aside. He got tired of being traded all over yeah. the place. Sean Bradley's probably also in the conversation. Sean Bradley got some shout-outs here in the list. I don't know about that. Well, I'm just saying... It, at the bottom of the list, he not well. The, the older they kept, they people did keep adding to the list as it goes on. So Greg Kite eventually gets a shout out. Fred Roberts, oh, Ronnie Price, everybody. Bogut, yes. I think one Lillard, <laughs> and then you got to choose. On there. Let's go. Let's put Chambers. On. I think Chambers had more individual success and stats. Ainge played on really good teams, with one exception. Um, he obviously won big in Boston, and you can dismiss in that and like, anybody would have won with Larry Bird. Okay, not anybody, but I get your point. Um, it's easier to win but with see, Larry actually, Bird. But actually, that hampers his be, individual accomplishment. Sure. Because he was down the, the list. Yes. As and far as... Chambers was on teams that weren't as good, with players that weren't as good, and he's getting more shots and building up more stats. Although in Phoenix, there, he, they, they, they were, had a pretty good, good team, and he yeah. was a premier player. Yes. I think the thing that speaks well for Ainge's career, you got to give him credit for, is most places he went later in his career, he was an important piece of a winning team again. He in was Portland. a role player. Yeah. But in Portland and in player. Phoenix. And in Phoenix. Well, he was always a role player. That's the thing. Chambers was the star. He's right. He's a role player. Ainge was. Duh, he's a role player. Ainge was a role player who won a lot. Okay, well, he's a freaking teams, role player. Except in Sacramento, they didn't win then. I, I can repeat it again. He was a role player. I, yeah, I, I realize he was. His teams were winning, but he was a role player. And then Miller four. Ooh, I, I, I put Miller up there a little higher, man. And that's probably biased in my case because I covered him. That's working for the Watchdog Now website at the time. And, and saw those great games and witnessed them all, you know. Marcroft told me about a guy that uh, was from Utah who was really good, and that's Mike Newland. And if you look at it, uh, he really liked Mike Newlin. He played uh, late 60s at the U and played probably, to, I don't know, 10, 11 years in the NBA. That's a good run. And had, uh, let's say I just call it up, uh, three, four seasons in which he averaged at least 17 points in the league, two seasons in which he averaged over 20. So... Uh, I'd I'd put him up there, and he he walked out of the league shooting forty six percent from as a as a shooting guard. It's a pretty good number. Yeah, eighty seven percent from the line. Uh, four assists a game, three assists a game, That's steal a game, fifteen points for his career. So I think he deserves to be on that list. Okay. Take your word for it. Gordon, 
Don't care. Wow. Is let, let's start. Is Damian Lillard yes, by the a best? mile? Why would anybody mile? possibly care yes. about this? Chambers is pretty good. It is. Uh, it is peak. Not like Lillard. I'd probably put Chambers ahead of Ainge for the reasons that they were saying. Yeah. Ainge ahead of Miller and Van Horn. Van Horn went to a final. Andre Miller had a heck of a career. He did. They're all good. What about Andrew Bogut? Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Nice Didn't even career. mention him, did they? They did. Oh, I missed it. They did. I mean, he was the number one overall pick and won championships and played for 16, 15, 16 years, right? He was hurt so much Street at the clothes. beginning of his of his career. That I was liked tough. Andrew. Do you guys ever had a chance to yeah. interview him? He, mm-hmm. really, he was a fun guy to talk to. I remember when he was – I can't remember who he was playing for, but I said to him at the time, I said, you know, they'd love to have you here in Utah. And he said, really? He was really interested in that. I thought that would be fun. Larry uh, Miller got fined for tampering because he talked about Andrew Bogut. Oh, while, really? While he was at Utah on our station, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Wonder who goaded him into that one. I don't know if it was Gordon. I can't oh. remember. He just and Larry was, uh, if if memory serves, was nothing but complimentary. He said, "No, oh, they have a nice player up there." Bam, fine. <laughs> That's dumb. <laughs> oh man, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it is kind of ridiculous. But what about uh, Buck Johnson talking about Paul George on the Tonight Show? A little different. Yeah, he's a so. current NBA player on another team. Right. This was a college kid. That was not one of Buck's finer moments. Probably not. No, there's been some. There've been a, a handful. I never forget when Damian Lillard was playing at Weber State and Jimmer was at BYU, and we had a caller who who called in and said. Hey, you guys, you're paying attention to the wrong player. It's not Jimmer. It's Damian Lillard. Well, at the NBA level, that's certainly been true. Yeah. It, and and I think about that sometimes because I remember watching him play at Weber, and he was fantastic there. But he, I mean, he has improved so much through the years. He has really built himself into one of the, uh, in my opinion, one of the all-time greats. No, I do agree with that take. But, you know, he wasn't like an undrafted free agent. He was picked. No, I what well, was Lillard I picked like eight, six, I think. Six, and the Jimmer was like nine, right? So he got taken before the Jimmer did. Yeah. People knew he would be good, but I'm talking about early in their time in college, yeah. and uh, that that turned out to be well. Jimmer was just he was as a college player, he was he was unbelievable. You know, that the whole way the system at BYU was set up for him, and boy, he ran with it. He captivated all of college basketball. Lillard was six, Fredette was 10th. Hmm. Damien, the better player. Then Jimmer? Yeah, well, sure. I'd forgotten Fredette was actually technically picked by the Bucks And traded to yeah. the Kings. Mm-hmm. Jimmer's game just didn't fit in the NBA. His right. his. Skill set, athleticism, etc. Damian Lillard was much better fit for the NBA game. Uh, he's and then got be, see, and then got better. Like you did, talked you about. see him in the game last night. Yeah, he's I mean, incredible. It's like wow. And I loved his response after the game. Maybe we can get into this more. But he he said it, he essentially doesn't matter. They lost. Doesn't matter how well I played. Our he, team he, lost. Yeah, he's just he's he's a good team guy, and uh, he's been very loyal to Portland. And we'll see where it goes from here. But uh, a lot of fans across the NBA have a lot of admiration for that guy. Do we have that clip, Austin? Let's play it. 
but after what you gave just personally it like, don't matter we lost the game yeah. so, I mean at this point all that matters is we can't lose another game in this series so if we go out there we play to win the game we came up short so we going back home it's a, a must win or else our season's over then we got to come back here and, and win on their floor again so I mean that's what it is you think he's ticked off not about the loss about he didn't get a whole lot of help I don't know. That's always such a tricky. Uh, let me compare it to this. Uh, over the years, uh, we'd always, you know, ask Utah defensive players if they were frustrated with how the offense was playing, yeah. <laughs> and they'd say, "No, we're all on the same team, and it's all good." <laughs> and then you'd talk to those defensive players after they'd been away from the game for a couple of years, looking in the rearview mirror and going, "Oh yeah, we were." been out of shape big time but they can't say that right so that's a that's a tricky one i don't know you can tell that his priorities are in the right place but i don't know some people are not about blame i guess maybe he is hmm. I, I don't know it'd just be frustrating not i mean when cj mccollum stepped out of bounds when they needed a basket that was a critical moment i, I mean you just sit there and go look cj i know you're a great player but what are you thinking? Did you see that play? Yeah. I mean, it's just like you can't do that in that situation. Mistakes are tough, though, too, because mistakes happen. You didn't yeah. do it on purpose. No, I know that. <laughs> I heard he did it on purpose. Yeah. I know what this uh, situation calls for. I'm going to go ahead and step out of bounds. CJ. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. <laughs> You're out of bounds. Let's see if it pays off for him. Yeah. It worked for Durant in the finals a few years ago. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I, I like those comments from Damien. His, his head's in the right place. Yes, it is. Yeah. All right, let's move on to Hans and Scotty G. They had the radio voice of the Grizzlies on Eric Hasseltine to talk about tonight's game. Big one tonight, Jazz and Grizzlies. Uh, talk about where you think this team is at mentally after giving up two of those games at home and uh, what you expect here in game number, uh, game number five. Well, first off, let me apologize because I walked away from my phone, and I, I normally don't do that, so I, I apologize to keep you guys waiting like that. No uh, worries at all. Um, you know, look, here's the thing. The, the, it, it's no secret <laughs> that, that the Jazz are really good. You know, I, I laughed at all these people that because they hadn't seen a lot of them, and I actually had because I enjoy watching them play. Um, they, they're, this whole notion that people had, oh, they're a fake number one, was the biggest crock of garbage I've, I'd heard. I'd like to use another word, but I really don't want the FCC calling my phone for a little extra chunk out of my paycheck. But um, they're good. They move the basketball, and they do the things that kind of hurt the Grizzlies um, on, on both ends of the floor. They double-team aggressively, and when they move the ball, you know, this notion that they're just getting wide-open threes, the reason is they move the basketball, and they're surrounding – a really good center and then a really good second center that's in terms of second unit bigs. Derek Favors is really good with four capable shooters around the perimeter at all times. So mentally, I think it's been a little bit frustrating. I, I, you know, we forget a little bit that the Grizzlies are really young, uh, the youngest team to make the playoffs since 2011. And the only reason their average age is above 24 is they signed Tim Frazier, who's the only 30-year-old plus player on the team. You know, I, I was looking it up today, go back to you know, the first year the Jazz made the playoffs in that 16-17 season <clears throat> with Gobert and Hayward leading the way. And then Donovan Mitchell came the next year. and Gordon Hayward was off to Boston. Um, it, it took them, you know, that first year they won their first series. But 
they had been together for a handful of years. I don't think a lot of people expected this to be the year the Grizzlies broke through, but they did. So um, mentally, I think they're okay. I, I think they understand that they have to play their best basketball to be uh, you know, competitive with this team. And they've played really well in stretches. It's just look at the end of quarters. Look at the end of this, the, the third quarter in game number four where you have a chance to cut the lead to six. You miss a shot. You let Mike Conley come down and get a quick look. So then they get a two for one. You come down, miss another one. And, you know, all of a sudden, instead of cutting it to six with the Jazz in possession, taking it out of the net, you missed. They pushed. They pushed it to 10. And then you took a quick three and they ran it right up the floor at you. And boom, there's a three by Jordan Clarkson. All of a sudden, you're looking at a 13 point deficit. That's the thing that mentally you have to get over. You make a mistake, they pounce. You've got to realize that if you make a mistake, you can't think about it. After being around him for so long and, and watching some great moments on some of those teams uh, several years ago, is it difficult watching Mike Conley do what he's you know done for so many years, but this time against the Grizzlies? Yeah, you know, here's what I said, guys, in, in terms of this uh, of, of Mike, and I've told people this. I, I don't really think I've said it on the air until this. This is the perfect system for him. Mike played what I call the really good soldier. He was a really good player in a system that favored the two bigs, that favored Marcus Gasol and Zach Randolph. Mike got a taste of being the guy towards the end of that run when Zach left and signed with Sacramento and Mark was traded to Toronto. Then Mike was the guy. But that team was predicated on give the ball to Zach Randolph in the high post, let him just kind of pound his way into the middle, and Mark's going to be the high pick-and-roll guy. He'll, he'll shoot from 15. But Mike was always the one to defer. He's now fitting into a spot where his ability to drive into the lane, to penetrate, he doesn't have Kyrie Irving-like handles that make you go, oh, my gosh, how did you do that? But his, his dribbling ability and his ball handling skills are so smooth and consistent that you think you're going to get a steal and you don't, and he gets by you. And then he comes in and he just throws a perfect bounce pass or a pass to the wing. And now he feels comfortable in that system. You can see it. He's shooting with the, the utmost of confidence. And that came from a lot of work here in Memphis because when he first got here, that was the big question. And You know, I, I love the guy. Here's I, I joke about it all the time with him and people that he knows and people around here. It's like he's awesome at basketball. He's a great person. He's a great husband. He's a great father. He's got more money than he knows what to do with. He's charitable. Uh, you love everything about him, yet I hate him because he's just good at everything. Like, no matter what you do with Mike Conley, he's good at it. He's a great golfer. He's a great bowler. And finally, we were bowling once, and I said, dude, is there anything you stink at? And he said, no, not really. And I said, that's why I hate you. But in <laughs> truth, I love him. Uh, you know, it's because he's that guy. And so I'm really happy for his success. It's tough because you're going against somebody that truly, you know, there's there's not many guys you genuinely care about when you do, you know, the the, the – the broadcast for a team or work with the team, but I think people in our organization genuinely care about Mike. We'd like it not to be against the Grizzlies, but this is part of it. And I think he's always been respectful. Seeing Dylan kind of go at him is like seeing a younger brother go at an older brother and try to get the better of him. Those moments on the court are left right there on the court, off the court. You know, there's respect and there's admiration and there's uh, gratefulness for everything he did and, and gave to this organization and community. Right now, you'd like to beat him. If this ends the way a lot of people think, uh, that the Jazz move on, which I think they will. I just don't, you know, I don't know how they get beaten three times, twice in, in Salt Lake City. It's not out of the realm of possibility, but let's just assume what everybody's assuming they move on. You'll have a city here probably pulling for the Jazz, even though they eliminated 
uh, the Grizzlies a little bit. Some will not because that's how fans can be, but a lot will because they want to see the same success that Marcus All got moving on to Toronto and winning a title, and they like to see that for Mike too. All right, there's the radio play-by-play voice uh, of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Hasseltine, uh, talking about the series. What did you think, Gordon? Nice to hear those sentiments about Mike Conley that uh, Grizzlies fans, most of them, have uh, still have appreciation for what he did and that they would be rooting for the Jazz if the Jazz move on. And uh, that's, the way, that's the way it should be, in my opinion. I you know, unless there's some sort of real acrimonious thing going on where a player leaves a team and kind of screws them over in the, in the uh, exit. Can't think of anybody who fits that description around these parts, can you? Well, I, I talked about this with Tim during the pregame the other day, Gordon. Can you think of too many high-profile players, not not fan favorites, but like not like um, Damari Carroll was around here, you know, like uh, kind of the – the fan favorite bench guy or whatever, but headliners, you know, top best two or three players on the roster. How many have left teams and retained a good relationship with the fans? I don't know. Maybe LeBron the second time with Cleveland? I mean, it. I don't think it happens very often. Paul Millsap? From here? But he wasn't a marquee player when he was – he was more in that fan favorite category his how, first time here. How did uh, how did uh, the Milwaukee fans feel when Lou Alcindor left? I'm guessing they were grumpy. Uh, how did uh, how were those Orlando Magic fans when Shaq left them? Or Dwight Howard, for that matter, grumpy. <laughs> I, it was a thin line between love and hate. Uh, Somebody said that once. The Pacers fans when Paul George left, grumpy, even though he did him a favor and told him he was going to leave. Did the New Orleans fans care when Chris Paul left? Yes. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I most so most, it's fairly most situations unique. are grumpy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's fairly unique that he was able to move on and the the maintain the good relationship with the team that he was popular on. It's it, it doesn't happen a lot. Mike was Mike was such an anomaly in, in the way he connected with that entire community. I don't know how anybody could. When I heard a few people booing him, to me, I mean, I get it. I what what are fans? What's their responsibility in this regard? But for a guy who had the kind of impact he had on that community, that does seem a little twisted. Join us, the big show at Davis Vision. Their annual block party is coming up this Friday, June 4th. Food trucks, jazz gear, 30% off on all sunglasses, and one lucky person will win a free LASIK procedure at Davis Vision. We were at this block party a couple of years ago, remember? Because it's when we got into our infamous uh, share, You've Lost That Love and Feeling show. (laughs) Which I still believe I'm right about, but... Had to record some incriminating audio. Yeah, you did, but that's that's all. You were still wrong. You just happened to be right. <laughs> what? You were accidentally right. Oh, come on. It's true. I'm Which little, is still right. I'm a little class over there. You know, <laughs> I paid up the bet. Don't give me that. All right. Well, you come later, Johnny, come lately and say, oh, you were wrong, but you were right. You were wrong. But you accidentally were right. Okay, whatever you say, boss. 
Stay tuned. More next. Don't come here once every two years and ask those questions. I don't want to hear that from you. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. What time is it? It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz can close out their first round series with the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. They have a three games to one lead in the series. Rudy Gobert says they haven't accomplished much, if anything, just yet. I mean, we know it's, it's, it's one game at a time. And uh, for us, you just keep getting better. You know, we know they're, gonna, they're not going to give up. They're, they're going to come out and give everything they have. You know, they, they've won two of those games before the playoffs. So they, they've been in those situations before we don't go home. You know, so they're going to come in and play really hard and, and try to beat us. And for us, it's, it's about matching their physicality and, and you know, play, play our, our basketball, do what we do defensively and offensively, and just, you know, keep getting better. Because we don't want to just be in the second round game. We try to do something a little bigger than that. David Locke and Ron Boone will have the tip-off for you coming up a little after 7.30, live from here at Vivint Arena. Tim Lacombe and myself will be out on the plaza doing the pregame show starting at 6.30. This update brought to you by Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires. The team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. How about the Righteous Brothers? You've lost that love and feel. In that song, you hear all kinds of different voices in some of the parts. All of those are them? I think it's just well, the two Well, there's a woman in there, too, though. No, there is not. There isn't. And you've lost that love and feeling? Yeah. No. Let's make a better. Uh, incriminating audio. Yeah. Uh, okay. If Break you to listen go. to one of the parts, either it is a guy doing the falsetto thing or it's a woman. It's a falsetto. Are you sure? Positive. Are you really positive? I am. Would you bet your life on it? I'm incriminating audio. <laughs> Let's do this. Austin tweeted some random. In 1962, Bono introduced Cher to legendary record producer Phil Spector. Recognizing her talent, Spector used Cher as a background singer on Righteous Brothers, You've Lost That. Oh, baby! (laughs) But that's just... That is... I've heard a female voice on there, Jake. That's just background. Here's the part. Hold on. Listen closely. Here it is. That baby part? That's Uh not what Gordon's talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That is not what you were talking about. Get out of here. You have more integrity than that. Don't give me that, you lying dog. After all this time, you still can't admit it. No, you because you were. That was not what you were talking about. What was I talking about? The falsetto part, the echo baby baby part. No, you just heard that. That sounded like a female voice. That is like deep undercover background, barely audible in the song, and not what you were talking about. You know, Jake, it's really unbecoming of you to hold on to these positions this way. You know, just let it go. I'm I'm holding on, Say Say it with me. No. Say it. No. I I recorded the incriminating audio. That's all you need. Which one was the... I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, can I hear that one more? No. Share one no, more time? No, no, it's, it's, no. It sounds clear as a bell to me. No, negative. That's not what we were talking about. You can clearly hear <laughs> no. the female. What would that be? Stop it, Austin. You're not. Helping anything. So, <laughs> Paul Lanka? Or so, what, who so was that? You, your contention, Jake, is that Gordon meant the baby, baby, Yeah, the false, baby. right. Who he thought was a woman. And his contention not. is that. Which is, is shared. Said, which is share, but you could barely hear it, and it's, what, 0.5 seconds of the song. Not what you were talking about. <laughs> Jake, Jake, I'm, I'm really disappointed. Okay. Really. All right. Stop. I that. would think that at some Stop point you that. would be able to say no. I was wrong. Who's not a, in who's this a worse loser, LeBron or Jake? Yeah. <laughs> That's not <laughs> funny. Well, yeah, but Jake has uh, laryngitis. He needs treatment. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, why why you brought that up? We did have a, a somebody tweet in something when we brought this up before. If you if you didn't see, LeBron left the game when it was obvious the Lakers were not going to win. He just went into the tunnel, ooh, ooh, back LeBron, into the locker room. Come on. I, LeBron's a terrific player, and he's done some good things uh, off the court. And all that, but that, that's just a Bush League move. So Jason tweets into the show, and uh, he says, What's the difference uh, of LBJ leaving the game early for treatment and Donovan starting home— uh, he says starting, but I think he means staying. Staying home on road games at the end of the season for, quote, treatment. Mike Conley went on the road trips while he was doing treatment, just looking for fair. That, that depends on the situation at hand. How, how often was he getting treatment? Was he getting treatment throughout the day? Well, they, they were in a hurry to get, to get uh, Donovan Mitchell back. Uh, I, I, I think there is a difference there. We're talking about a situation. Five and a half minutes. Well, I he appreciate. stick around for that. I appreciate, Jason, looking at all angles. That's something we like to do on this show. So thanks for interacting. But uh, my, my response to that would be something that you brought up when we talked about it in the first place. If the Lakers were up 25 points, yeah. is LeBron bouncing for garbage minutes back to get treatment? And, and actually, in all fairness, maybe the answer is yes. But I don't think I've ever seen him do Just that. Just like I wasn't talking about the part in the song where Cher was actually a, Don't do that. We're, we salvaged a decent conversation. <laughs> that is so classic. Uh, but LeBron, but, Being right feels so good sometimes. But LeBron played and lost. He bailed on his team. He did. That- he bailed on everybody. Which I, I, I'm with you. I, I don't like that. I don't Bad like the form. message it Bad sends. Form. and. I, I don't think that's really part of the game. And maybe those, you know, sportsmanship is an unwritten rule, I suppose. But I like, I like those unwritten rules. I think they're they bailed important. on his team. That's a, that, that was the part that bothered me. Yeah, but LeBron most. is the team. And he's done a lot to cultivate that over the years. I, I read a really in-depth piece on the New, uh, from The New Yorker on Rich Paul. It was really good, by the way. If uh, if people want to seek that out, maybe I'll maybe I'll tweet it out. But giving an in depth look at the journey of LeBron James and Rich Paul and and uh, really uh, fascinating stuff. But I mean, LeBron, <laughs> LeBron is the team, and maybe that's maybe that's the issue here. When the team dynamic is me and everybody else, because I'm LeBron W James, um, maybe it cultivates that type of stuff because yeah, it's not really 
you know, we, we vision a team as equals in a way, right? Everybody's on the team pulling in the same direction. Team sport, all this kumbaya. But really, one of the defining things about LeBron's career is he's totally maximized his value in so many different ways. The Lakers really are LeBron and everybody else in a weird way. Well, well, there's AD as well. Who's a but but AD switches to Rich Paul, then Rich Paul orchestrates the move to the Lakers because who did LeBron wanted his as his teammate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know that that I guess that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that in a right or wrong, but that I'm saying that is that LeBron has has worked very hard for a long time to put him. They call it player empowerment, but that and that's really what it is. But that's that's been one of his careers okay, is to yeah. have him be. The, the guy as I, a player I, as opposed to an executive or a coach or whatever. I get all of that, but you don't walk out on your team. Totally agree. But maybe that's what this cultivates, that type of thing. Like, yeah, I suppose. Well, there's like a whole the kind failure of- is mine, so I'm not going to face it because it truly is mine. I can't kick it off on a teammate or a coach or an executive or whatever. It's, it's his failure. Well, that makes it even worse. I don't disagree, but maybe that's why that provokes that reaction. Yeah. It's because the loss is truly his. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of things that that provoke actions out of players that have to do with ego and and uh, sensitivity to certain things. I, it, it just wasn't a good look. And you know, I'm not really into appearances and whatnot. But you don't. What message does that send to his teammates that are out there getting their heads kicked in? Yeah. I, I I'm I'm out of here, guys. I I can't stand to watch you play. Yeah, that's a bad message. I agree. Oh, anyway, uh, that's different when when a player is out getting treatment uh, on a regular basis through and and traveling with a team. If it does you more good to be at home going through the rehab process, uh, I don't think any teammate would have a problem with that. But uh, but in a case like this where you're there, you're playing, you can't make a difference, and so you bail. Uh, it's just, I, I, I think it's pretty clear the difference there. Coming up next, we have the Not Sports Report. Mannix at 5, stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. But, not, but there's another point when they're all saying, baby, 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 that, and her voice is in there. No, it's not. Yes, that's, it is. That's falsetto. That's word. No, it's not. That no, is. it's not, Jake. You are wrong on this. That's Hatfield. It is. I'm watching him do it right That's now. Hatfield. I know, but she's credited on the record. But that's not what you were talking about. It doesn't about. matter. This is what you were it, talking about. It doesn't about. matter. You heard it earlier. She said one gonna... word as a deep background singer, and that is not what you were referring that, that to. That is what I was referring no, it to. Was, always, now you it were was always, no, I was always a background singer. I didn't think that she had like a major part in the thing. You did too. No, you I didn't. said the falsetto part was her. Well, I know, but that was just one other baby. Come on, Jake. <laughs> you're wrong and you're busted. You are completely wrong I, I'm holding due to this, man. The, the credit is there. No. You're screwed on this one. I, I'm, you, that because, is not what you were talking because about. because of your attitude, I'm going to make you pay dearly. I hate amateurism. Pay those college athletes. You trying to tear apart the show? Is that what you're doing? Because you're bringing up old wounds. Well, that, so the first clip at 430 supported Gordon 
I that know. clip supported your Big take. time. I know, but I know I'm right all the way along. And hearing Gordon backpedal <laughs> just frustrates me. Was I right or was I wrong? Because he's being disingenuous. Was I right or was I wrong? And I believe, for one, that Gordon has integrity. And when you play <laughs> things like that, it, it just shakes that belief of to its core. It does, yeah. Known I, the man for a long time. I'm just the custodian of the evidence. I don't take a side. Looked up to him over the years. Certainly <laughs> admired his honesty and courage. No, I don't want that. I it's don't want all that been flushed down the I toilet. Don't want over that chicken air credit. <laughs> yes, because you won't admit that's not what you were talking about. All right. Uh, I've let, never known what I was talking about. Let's get to the not sports report. Brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Arkansas, but we're really bouncing back to Utah. Right? Okay. Jake, news story here. How would you pronounce the name R-O-L-F? Rolf? Okay. Last name K-A-E-S-T-E-L. Smith. Kastel? Kastel? How would you say that? Are you the German in the room? I don't know how you say it. Anyway, I'll say Keistel. All right? Anyway, in February of 1981, Rolf robbed a taco shop in in Arkansas with a toy water pistol. Okay? He robbed it of $264. He's been incarcerated... For 40 years for that crime, committed with a toy water pistol. Well, he robbed the shop when he's 29 years old. Now he he turns 70 today. And he's up for parole to get out of prison after that incident over 40 years ago. And... The man who managed the taco shop at the time of the pistol, of the toy water pistol robbery, has recommended his release. That fellow's name is Dennis Schluterman. He appealed to then-Governor Mike Beebe in uh, in October 29th of 2014. Well, now he was was denied. Now he's waiting for a a decision again. That has to come over the next 90 days for uh, for clemency. How is Utah tied to this? Well, Keisel is part of the Arkansas Department of Corrections. However, he's housed here in Utah. So the man robs a, a taco shop with a water pistol, a toy, and he's been in prison for 40 years. Shouldn't he be let go? He's 70 years old. Yeah, I don't know. It feels that way to me. But, you know, let's not ignore the first part of your sentence there. What part was that? The robbed a taco stand. (laughs) Let's let's not lose sight of that fact. Well, I'm not not endorsing that or condoning that in any way. But he did it with a squirt gun. And uh, he's been in prison for 40 years. And he was fined $15,000. And by the way, while he was in prison... He has earned three associate's degrees and several other college credits, and he's been a model inmate, never having violated prison rules at all. Awesome. Let the man walk. Well, let's not rob no, Nobody got hurt. 
It was a squirt gun. Yeah, but you understand why it's still. No, I I get it. I'm not I'm not saying ah he never should have served any time. I, mean, I don't know if but you forty should, years. I don't know if you should do forty years for armed robbery with a with a gun gun. But let's not. I mean, just everybody throws around the water pistol part. Well, it's still you're still think of the poor son of a gun he's holding up. Well, that's the guy who's been uh, been uh, right, supporting right. him. He's saying, let the guy go. The man who handed him the money is saying, let the man go. And the governor last time around said no. And so now he's up for it again, and we'll see if the governor says yes this time. But uh, I'd say enough's enough. I'm not – should I be the judge? You think I would have been – how do you think I would have done it that? Not well. No? No. Why not? Because I think you have to have judgment to be a judge. You did play the judge in the play that you wrote. Yeah, I did. Yeah. I thought you Octopus's were Octopus's Garden. Yeah. I thought you were the octopus. I was. The octopus was the judge. I still don't believe And when that I came out on either. the stage, they all started singing, Here come the judge. Here come the judge. Order in the water because here come the judge. I did a fine job with that, actually. Did no, I, I don't did think I you write that part in for me. I don't know because I was kind of the star. <laughs> Oh well. Curiously enough, and when when I when things didn't go my way, I didn't get laughs. I walked off the stage and deserted the rest of the cast. Called it a day. <laughs> Manic, I need some treatment. No. So uh, you're you're okay with armed robbery then? That's no, what I'm, I'm not. Taking from this, no, I'm just saying he fine. had a squirt gun. He took two hundred bucks, and the guy who who he held up is saying, "Please let the seventy year old go." I'd like to see it if you got mugged with like a BB gun that you thought was a real gun, and if your opinion on this would change. It's a squirt gun, but that's my point. A, like, a squirt gun is a little less dangerous than a BB gun. Yeah. I got shot with a BB gun once with my friend. Shot More what it here. looks like, and it's a non-lethal weapon. Being my point, <laughs> non-lethal, but a squirt gun never hurt anybody, did it? The taco guy probably thought it was going to hurt him. He probably thought it was real. Well, the, the but taco the debt's guy, been repaid. Yeah, the it? taco yeah. guy's the guy who's saying, please, let him go. That makes it okay? Maybe I would be a lousy judge because I'm too merciful. This guy should have been let go a long time ago. I don't know him, but he's a model inmate. He's earned college degrees. It seems like he's he's 70 years old. Why, why are you going to hold him down even more? Besides, why would he get a life sentence for something like that? Because he's probably El Chapo, but getting good press. <laughs> <laughs> he's not El Chapo. I, See, this, this, this is why you wouldn't be a is. good judge. It's because somebody would come up with a sob story, but they'd really be El Chapo. And you'd be like, ah, let him out. In fact, you know what? Give them uh, about 10K for their trouble. Oh, no, I didn't say that. He got a couple of degrees in there. Jake, if we tarred and feathered this guy, would you let him walk at that point? Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. So. That's, now, that's a debt to society. Well, it sounds to me like he's paid his debt and he's tried to do good things, positive things in the meantime. So happy birthday, Rolf. <laughs> Should we sing happy birthday, no. Uh-huh. Happy birthday. Huh? Okay. Austin, would you uh, give us some rendition of happy birthday for poor Rolf? I think we ought to have Rolf the Muppet sing it. Oh, the piano playing dog. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I always liked Rolf. Did he sing happy birthday and so on? I'm not sure. I'm sure he did, yeah.
He was like can the you, lounge piano player. Can you player. impersonate him? No, or I can't do. Can you, what would that would be called? In I can do Kermit. In Doggin? Happy birthday to you, Rolf. And that's all you get. Yeah. Isn't it interesting how like Rolf and Animal were the two members of the band that stuck around for everything, yet the other members of the band are just seen from every once in a while. <laughs> Anybody else ever wonder about that? No. No, really? I never did. Yeah, no. who's the gold tooth guy? Yeah, you hardly ever see that Dr. guy. Dr. Tooth, Johnny says. Yeah. Or the gal with the the long hair. Janice, apparently. I like it that Johnny knows uh, all the names. You, you never hear... see them ever, but yet you can't get rid of Animal. You want to hear Schluterman uh, say that he should be let free? Not really. We... Dennis no? Schroeder? No. no. <laughs> That's a guy's name. Yeah, the taco guy wants him out. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Wait a minute! Now, now I gotta find his name. How do you say taco in German? That's a good question. Probably taco. That's um, boring. I'm not sure. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Das taco. I don't know whether it would be D Dare or Das taco. Not quite sure on that one. Well, more next. 97.5 and 1280 the zone.